0: Welcome to 20-something, a podcast where we talk about everything from politics to pooping. I'm Sharon Guy.
1: And I'm Roselyn Rother. We're two 20-somethings living in San Francisco, trying to figure out what we're doing with our lives and talking it through for all y'all to hear. Boy, do we have a lot to catch up on. Um, I feel like life is like a roller coaster of emotions right now. The Warriors are in the finals. I just booked my wedding venue. There's a shit ton of stuff happening in Washington, D.C. And I just finished... Season two of Master of None. So I'm all over the place. But the first thing I want to touch on, we want to touch on this week, is my recent trip to Washington, D.C. I was a political science major in college, and I've always loved politics. Obviously, can you tell by this podcast? Um, But I had never been to D.C. before, so it was really great to see everything there. We did a whole self-guided tour around the entire mall, which is fucking huge. Um, I think we walked like eight miles in a matter of hours, but there are so many monuments. There are so many museums that I want to go back and see. Um, but I just want to take you through a little tour of my trip because everything was so interesting. Um, we started at the U S Capitol building, which is like at one end of the mall. Um, the building is huge. There's a giant dome on top of it. I'm sure. I hope people know what the Capitol building looks like, but apparently the dome is like the second biggest in the world or something that I was listening to a tour that was going on next to us. And she was talking about the history of it. There's a famous statue at the top. That's of like a Roman woman and she has some sort of significance, but uh, I can't recall what her significance is, but the building is beautiful and it was crazy to stand outside it and look down at the entire mall and see the Washington monument all the way at the other end and think about all the crazy shit that's happening inside that building Um, that is where Congress meets. So that's where all of the bills are voted on before they go to the Senate. And we'll get into the craziness that's happening in there later, but that building was definitely a highlight. Um, walking down the mall from there, we went to the Washington monument, which is all the way at the other end. Um, and that is the big obelisk type building, the big white thing that reflects on the water down the other end of the mall where the Lincoln Memorial is. the Washington Monument is actually in the middle of everything, and the water is on the other side. Um, Washington Monument was built in honor of George Washington, first president, and uh, like the leader of the Revolutionary Army. Um, from there, we went on to the Jefferson Memorial, which is kind of off to the side, um, and this one was my favorite. It has another huge dome with columns, and you walk upstairs to get underneath where the dome is, and It was like a haven in there because it was such a hot day and it's actually cool inside where the dome is. So you walk in there and there's a huge statue of Thomas Jefferson, just like really breathtaking. And along the sides, the walls of the dome, there's four big paragraphs of quotes written by Thomas Jefferson. Um, And it was, I was just staying there reading all of them for a while because they're so fascinating how he said those things. 200 300 years ago and they're still so true today um there's one that i want to read because it was just giving me chills as i was reading it how relevant it still is um yeah but it i said, was just
0: gonna ask you if you had one to read
1: yeah i put it in our notes here but it said i am not an advocate for frequent changes in laws and constitutions but laws and institutions must go hand in hand with the progress of the human mind as that becomes more developed, more enlightened, as new discoveries are made, new truths discovered, and manners and opinions change, with the change of circumstances, institutions must advance also to keep pace with the times. We might as well require a man to wear still the coat which fitted him when a boy, as civilized society, to remain ever under the regimen of their barbarous ancestors. Oh, I have chills again. It's crazy like how people on the other side of the aisle from us think that they need to stick to what the Constitution says, it it so obviously needs to change to the life that we're living in 2020-17. Like even going back to 1950, what things were going on back then and laws that they had then, Like things need to change. People are changing. Society is changing. Norms are changing. And even Thomas Jefferson knew that we can't stick to the laws that were obeyed by our ancestors. So I would, thought that was super interesting
0: that is really cool but it it also also, like things change but i feel like the people who don't want things to change Mm -hmm. are they like the way that this society is structured now because they're in that top tier like rich white men top Mm one percent and they're the ones that benefit from how society is structured right now yeah. So, like, I Great. totally see that they don't want things to change because they see that making room for others to prosper means that they have to give up some of their prosperity. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's how the whole of, like, the United States is going to prosper is if, like, you compromise and you sacrifice a little for everybody. But they don't see it that way.
1: I mean, it's just being a good person and like knowing right from wrong. Like Thomas Jefferson owned slaves, and one of the other quotes that was on the wall was about how slavery is awful. You know, it's like he still saw the right and wrong in it and he was a slave owner. So like, yeah, it was going to probably cause him some trouble to n- get rid of his slaves, but he did realize that it was it was wrong. That was another interesting quote, but I didn't write it down for today. Um, definitely recommend seeing the Jefferson Memorial if any of our listeners go to DC. Definitely. I think my favorite of all of them. Um, moving on from there, we walked past the FDR Memorial, which was, I think it's kind of like a hidden gem of the mall in DC. Like it's not one that people talk about cause there isn't a statue or a big monument per se. It's kind of like a maze that you walk through of just like brown stone and on the stone, as you walk through quotes are carved into it. So it's not something that like you could see from far away, but as you walk through it, there's a ton of things written on the wall about like world war two era about tolerance and how like, you could just r- relate it back to FDR's policies, like not um, like bridging the gap between rich and poor and like all of the new deal things that he passed when he was president. Um, but just thinking of what was going on in Germany and all of that, like while he was president, he's such a fascinating president. I remember how interesting he was learning about him. He served four terms, which unlike any president in history, um, he, the law was, he was an exception to the rule. Um, there was a part of his memorial that was dedicated to his wife, Eleanor Roosevelt, who also was the longest standing first lady, um, And she made me think of Michelle Obama and how similar I feel like they are. Um, Michelle Obama is like the Eleanor Roosevelt of the 21st century, I was thinking to myself. Um, That one was really cool. Um, From there was um, the MLK Memorial, which is a huge statue of MLK and a bunch of quotes that he um, spoke at different rallies and events when he was the civil rights leader. Um, That one was pretty chilling. Same with the Vietnam and Korean War Memorials. It's like just a wall that goes on forever with thousands, thousands of names written on it. Um, people that died in Vietnam. That was crazy. There was flowers and people there leaving notes, and that was really touching as well. Um, and yeah, then we ended at the Lincoln Memorial, which is at the other end of the mall. We were so tired and sweaty by the time we got there, um, but we definitely had to see that one. He Lincoln is like is a huge statue of him sitting there um, with. His Gettysburg address is written on the wall next to him. Um, Very, very cool. I was in heaven. I loved all of it. Um, So definitely recommend. I wish we got to spend more time in the city, city of D.C., but um, we had lunch and then walked over to the White House, which was super underwhelming. Don't recommend, Hmm. actually. Not only— Even if Obama was president, I still would have been bummed out because it was just, like, so lame compared to the momentous, like— Structures I had just seen. It's pretty small. Like, I didn't expect it to be that small. I feel like in photos, and when you see, like, the president speaking in, like, the Rose Garden, it just seems like there's a huge lawn in front of the White House. It's really not that big. I don't know how they, it's like an illusion or something. But the house, not that big. There's tons of security. Like, the whole front of the house, they don't allow cars to go by it anymore. I think, I think I heard that Trump has made that the case because people were protesting in front of the white house. So like the entire block that the white house is on is there's like road barriers. So cars can't go, you can still walk in front of it, but there are people there like security guards in front of it, obviously. Um, But yeah, just underwhelming.
0: Wasn't, yeah.
1: I don't need to see it again. It's
0: (laughs) You can go into the other places and like actually experience the space with the white house. You're just looking at it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was cool seeing the executive building next to it, though, where Veep takes place. I was like, shout out to Veep.
0: <laughs> I'm like, um, I just have all these House of Cards references in my mind now. Of like, oh yeah, it's real. We'll talk about House of Cards later, but DC sounded fun. I haven't been yeah. yet, so I'm like, I feel like it kind of like all of the monuments and museums and like walking around. It seems it just reminds me of like talking about Europe.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like all of the history of our country in one tiny, mm-hmm. I guess it's not tiny, but like one area. <laughs> so you can see a lot of it and all the museums too. You'd probably need like a week to go to all of them. There are so many. And like yeah. the Smithsonian on its own has like eight parts to it. Like it's all so Damn. interesting. I want to see it all <laughs>
0: one day. Daunting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it then is you kind don't of like Europe like that.
0: And then you don't get to see, like, the actual city life and, like, experience that because we are so engulfed in, like, the touristy stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. But, yeah, everyone, like, when we went to lunch, everyone was talking about politics. It's crazy. Matt and I were sitting at a table next to two, like, meetings, basically. or just two people having lunch together. But you could tell they worked, like, in the thick of politics. They were talking about, like, one side was talking about, like, LGBT, lgbtq <laughs> they're talking oh, about like gosh. that legislation <laughs> and then the other side there was talking about like oh I, it was just so fascinating i was like i told matt i was like no one in the rest of the country cares about politics as much it's insane how like deep into it they are here and mm-hmm. i wished more people cared about it as much as these people sitting next to us because yeah they don't
0: well since it's pride month let's clarify on the on the letters okay. lgbtqia is okay. like the whole thing. thank you i
1: guess i realize how
0: not often i say that aloud <laughs> stumbling yeah. over my letters <laughs> i'm fresh off of a happy hour kiki at work and we are like super in the thick of pride celebrations so what is a kiki
1: fun. it's
0: just Party.
1: <laughs> is that like a 2017 trendy word or is that like
0: benefit no for a while? it's really? an lgbt thing oh, okay got it learn yeah. something new every day <laughs> cool you should look up the song let's have a kiki by the scissor sisters mm. pretty good okay that's like the anthem got it Anyway, so similarly to how the people you guys are sitting next to are talking about politics, we <laughs> realized that we could not avoid it any longer. And we're talking politics. <laughs> There's some crazy
1: shit going on right now. Are you kidding me? The murder mystery that is
0: the Comey investigation. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. so we're diving right in to Comey. So Comey testified in front of the Senate today and um, he released his written statement Yesterday, and so we had a chance to read through that, and Roselle said it was quite riveting.
1: Oh my God, I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was literally a page turner, like a nail biter. (laughs) I was like, "Is is this part where Trump
0: murders him?" (laughs) Well, so his testimony did kind of like flow with what he said in his statement too. So it's like kind of talking about what Trump has talked to him like and asked him to do in their private meetings. And they had about like nine private meetings and Comey testified that Trump, he like asked if the FBI was investigating him. And like Comey said no, or like there was some like clarification because like the FBI isn't investigating Trump as a person. They're investigating his campaign.
1: Yeah. He had to be so careful with what he said. And the craziest part to me was the fact that after his first meeting with Trump, like the first time he met him, he walked out of there and he said, I'm going to record every single conversation I have with this man from here on out. And he did like, he said he'd never recorded any conversations with Obama ever. And like, he knew that he needed to just like the tone that his first conversation took. Trump said, like, he said, this is a cloud that's hovering over my ability to Lead the country right now. Like, I hope you can make this go away, basically. And he's
0: like, I require loyalty. Yeah. So he's like, I ask for, like, I need need loyalty. loyalty. Mm -hmm. And Comey said that he just, there was an awkward silence that followed. And Comey said, Honesty. (laughs) And he's like, Loyalty. They landed on honest loyalty.
1: And he said the only reason he said that was to end the awkward conversation. Yeah. And it's like you're seeing how like real life and professionalism can like really get intertwined here because like he shouldn't have said honest loyalty back to him because to Trump that probably meant loyalty. But he just said it to get out of the conversation. Like when it comes down to it, it's like two men in a room feeling really awkward and he just like needed to get out. But like he probably shouldn't have said that. Do you think about it? Yeah, no,
0: because then afterwards, (laughs) he's also said that he does not want to be alone in the room with Trump. Yeah, Yeah. so fucked up. Like, that is a huge thing to say, and, like, to say that, like, I, like, and, like, we all know that Trump lies, but, like, Comey is, like, he knew it from the beginning. Like, he's, like, I have to record these conversations because I can't trust what comes out of it but it's also like in the end it comes down to he said he said because they're still like it's private conversations between the two of them so Mm. like comey's word over trump and like personally i believe comey yeah because why would he put himself in this situation like he Mm. doesn't seem like the martyr type yeah And he's also a republican which people which people forget which i think is Mm. so funny because there's all these angry, stupid people on Facebook. I was, like, watching the live feed from NPR this morning. And the people the are being like, Jesus, people. like, this is what liberals get. And I'm like, Comey's a fucking Republican.
1: Yeah. It's, well, people are like, he's the good guy now? Like, that shows where we are. Because yeah. we used to hate him. He was the one that, like, brought back the Hillary investigation after he said that it had, was over. You know? Like, well, so we're supposed I to hate honestly- him.
0: <laughs> exactly, but like uh, these moments with Comey, like attest to his integrity. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's bringing up these really icky conversations and really like unpleasant things because it's the right thing to do. It's not the easy thing to do. Although
1: in his, uh, in his uh, uh, testimony today, I was watching the video. He was like kind of holding back. Like, I don't really know like what to think about all the senators that are interviewing him and like their mo for the whole thing like john mccain was interrogating him and harry reid and like i know those two senators don't get along normally so it's like i don't know what mccain was trying to get out of comey versus harry reid trying to get out of comey but he was kind of like he didn't really want to go into like the tweets about the tapes and like Mm -hmm. he was kind of holding back like i feel like if he was if he really wanted to like sink trump he could have like gone further into like what he really thinks about Trump's motives. Like he didn't speculate on what he thought Trump was trying to say when he said certain things like, you know, we had that thing when he said, they asked him about that, how he said that on the phone. he's like, what do you think he meant by that thing? And he was like, I don't really, I'm not going to go into that. And I was like, you could yeah. though, you could definitely say like, oh, you know, that thing where like, I expected you to be loyal to me or I'm going to fire you. Like, I feel like Comey could have gone further, but he did it. So maybe that's a good thing. But maybe
0: I commend him that he didn't because he's going facts. And if he went into mm-hmm. speculation True. of like assuming what Trump's motives were, then there's more like kind of ammo to more ammo to attack Comey and say, mm-hmm. Like you are trying you have an axe to grind because you were fired or whatever reasoning that people want to come up with. But if You're he's right. like, I wrote this down, this is what happened, like these are the facts, like he's so specific. He's like, They left through the door next like next to the grandfather clock. And like yeah we were sitting at an oval table. Like he is very mindful of like his words and of like Mm -hmm. what he's sharing because he wants it to be taken as the truth and as fact and not speculation. But it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just a mess.
1: I don't know what's going to happen from here. Like who is there going to be more people testifying after Comey? Like what happens now that his, this whole thing is over. This was like a big deal today.
0: Right. And it's not over. That's the thing is like, I think that, Politics lately has become so sensationalized, like so many, like it's become entertainment. Like today was entertainment, but this is like a serious thing that's happening in our country. Like the issue at being investigated is only like as more light is being shed on it, it only looks worse. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we're not making progress.
1: Like what, we're not trying to impeach Trump here. What are, what are we trying to do? You know? It, like impeachment is very, very unlikely. But like, yeah. What else? Like, we could get all of his cabinet members, like, to to resign. I guess
0: that doesn't really yeah, help. Right? Like, what's the end game here?
1: Yeah. I it's guess hard. it
0: is figuring out, like, what role did Russia play, and was Trump's campaign involved, and like, could you impeach I don't, Trump, like, for, the Trump for the campaign stuff? You so need you don't
1: have you can, votes. That's our
0: issue. So there's kind of so like there's a few things at play here because what you can impeach Trump for is obstruction of justice.
1: Didn't he ad- admit to that?
0: <laughs> so that's where it's tricky. As if like Trump is actually obstructing justice, but then also like you need both the House and the Senate yeah, to
1: impeach
0: a president.
1: That's where it's impossible because yeah. there's
0: not enough people
1: to vote him to vote against him right now.
0: All right. Well, as some very left-leaning liberals, let's talk about impeachment because Mm. I think that would be even worse.
1: I don't think it'd be worse. I think it'd be not good, but it would be better than having him in office. I think Mike Pence wouldn't have pulled out of the Paris agreement. We'll get to that after, but he Mm. wouldn't have done that. But I'm
0: I'm more worried about Pence or even Ryan because they have an agenda. And the agenda is, I don't like, I don't know, I guess I think of Pence and women's rights. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to imagine a future where Mike Pence is in charge of that. But then I like, obviously, like I have said this from the beginning, like with domestic issues, we can come back from that yeah foreign policy like climate change oh oh my gosh there's so much to cover fuck okay let's get let's cover okay so we're done talking about comey's testimony because we'll see what comes of that in the coming days and stay tuned any actionable items um we have healthcare on here because just to give you a quick snapshot of what's going on um so the house passed the like revised version of the Republican healthcare bill, but now it needs to go to the Senate to be voted on, but the Senate doesn't want to vote on the, like the Senate doesn't agree with the the version that the house passed. And so there's multiple groups within the Senate working on different plans, which just sounds like a clusterfuck. I know (laughs) know.
1: it's like there's one committee That's pretty much in charge of editing it and making revisions. Right. And then when people, the people who aren't included in the committee, but also want to have a say have like Mm -hmm. stemmed off and made their own little committees that don't really have that much power.
0: And something to note is on the official committee, there are no women
1: in the article. Didn't it say that they, Oh, so there were no women, but then people complained. So they like opened it up to everyone. That was what the article said, which is confusing. Mm. I don't really know what that means.
0: I don't know. That's like, you that still not on concern. the committee. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I've been watching Chelsea Handler's show on Netflix and she has like great guests in there. She had Al Franken on, mm. um, a couple episodes ago and he's a Senator from Minnesota and he was talking about healthcare and, um, I'm pretty sure it was during a conversation with him, with him, but basically like, the new bill is not much better than the old version that the, that the Republicans tried to pass. Like, it mm-hmm. still cuts Medicaid. There's still um, Isn't people it worse? Who worse? end up uninsured. So, like, they pass it through the House before the CBO could score it. So mm-hmm. the C- Congressional Budget Office, like, will look at a bill and see, like, how much is this going to cost in the long run and kind of do all of the math. So the house passed the new version of the bill without the math being done because the math obviously is not working in their favor.
1: Yeah. Imagine having that job, job. trying to figure out the math behind the bill.
0: Woof. But nobody's fucking listening to you anyway. So you're like, what's the point? I quit. I would be so (laughs) irritated if I was like working for the CBO. Like I like nobody's like, because truth does not matter to this administration. Yeah, it has no weight and it's just very chaotic. So,
1: yeah, the they don't even think that they're going to get a vote on this before the Senate leaves for their summer recess. And that's in like a month. So, yeah, this is just in limbo right now. Let's hold on to Obamacare as long as we can.
0: Yeah, I don't think anything's happening. happening. Oh, it's just like the Republicans like political agenda. like Americans are very happy with the health care that they have right now. Mm-hmm.
1: I just and, think that we should in in terms of the health care bill, let's like we can just sit back and watch this burn. I don't think that they're gonna pass this.
0: Yeah, well, I also just remembered why they are so um, motivated, the Republicans, because their cuts to health care, enables them to have higher tax cuts for the 1% mm. in their tax reform bill. Yeah, because it's a tax reform At bill.
1: It's not a healthcare bill, it's a just a
0: No, tax. they have to pass the healthcare bill and have those cuts in spending in order to put Give that money, money back towards, back to the, yeah. towards tax cuts in tax reform. So they don't wanna do tax reform until they do healthcare because with tax reform, they need that money from healthcare. Ugh. But they also claim that they're going to use that money from healthcare for other things. Lies. It's all lies. Speaking all right, of lies, oh let's see. <laughs> the immigration
1: ban. There's been some movement, or not movement. I, I guess the ban is going to go to the Supreme Court now because um, there's been they've tried to appeal it. Um, there's been a lot of recent upset about the ban and trump wants it even more now because of the terrorist attacks in the uk which just awful that he's using that as a prop to like try to get this ban reinstated but it's interesting to read about the way the supreme court will handle it and the trump administration tried to like i guess the appeals court had blocked parts of the ban that wouldn't let in Muslims from those six countries, but the Trump administration has asked the Supreme court to stay those suspensions or whatever. The stay word is pretty confusing the way they use it, but it just means that, um, it means that the court order can temporarily suspend the execution of a court judgment. So they're basically saying Will you let us use this part of the ban and block the Muslims from these six countries while you're thinking about what you're going to do? It's pretty confusing. I don't really know what's going to happen.
0: uh, Instate the ban while you're deciding if it will be permanent or not. Yeah, exactly. exactly.
1: But there's also the 90 days number that's in the ban, and I'm not really sure – where that applies but they were saying like if the supreme court takes long enough to decide on this like that 90 days will already be up and the ban is like it's like a moot cause oh, or something interesting So um, yeah it's all really confusing i feel like they make this even more confusing for us to understand so we just forget about it
0: <laughs> yes which brings me to fucking covfefe because <laughs> like, i was <laughs> I was so mad at this because it is a distraction of distractions and they fucking know it. And we ate it up. Do you think he like was sleep tweeting? I think he just made a typo. We dude, I have typos all the fucking time. How yeah. many times have you tried to write fuck and it says duck? It <laughs> happens.
1: <laughs> I've had some pretty funny ones with you recently, actually.
0: Yeah. See, it happened. So like, he probably was just tweeting late at night and he's like, He tweets when he, like, feels, like, he's a very emotionally driven person. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really think about it. And he's just tweeting what he thinks is, like, off the cuff. Yeah. And so he made a typo, didn't correct it. because Then he tweets again in the morning being, like, eat your hearts out, Kofefe!" Like, he knows that everyone went crazy over it. Like, and, like, that's where I'm, like, like, but, like, there's memes. And and jokes and I'm people like, why have much we? on our hands. I'm like yes exactly. I'm like why did we give this so much attention? Because it's we everyone already knows he's an idiot. We don't need Kofefe yeah. to like prove that he's a dumbass. Yeah. But people need to be paying attention to healthcare and immigration and the Paris Climate Agreements. And instead they're paying attention to Kofefe and like that's what the administration wants. And like it just makes me so mad.
1: I hate Twitter. Honestly, like, like people talk shit on all the social media forms, but I think Twitter is the worst. It brings the least satisfaction like as a user and it also causes so much harm. Like I have no interest in it at all. And I'm like It caters
0: to people's reaction. like it caters to impulse
1: reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. It like Matt is like Mr. Saint, like deleted Instagram and Facebook off his phone, but he still has Twitter. I'm like Twitter's the worst one. Get rid of that. Why do you care about
0: it? Oh, he deleted Instagram. I just sent him something.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he had deleted it for a while and then he reinstalled it so he could post a photo of our engagement. And now I'm pretty sure he deleted it again.
0: I sent him a very funny meme. Anyway.
1: Yeah. He doesn't want us sending him that stuff. And that's one of the reasons why he <laughs> deleted
0: it. <laughs> Sorry about it. It's like, your, it's like your card said. It's like he may be marrying you, but he's stuck with us. Yeah. I loved that card. I love that. He, it's so true. He's very I much with us. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Back to the important stuff. Um, so our wonderful president that he is doesn't really care about the environment and pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement, which is honestly kind of a gentleman's accord anyway, because it's yeah. not like you're obligated to do anything if you're in that agreement. It's you just basically like, set right your own rules. Yeah, it's, it's, it's let's all collectively agree as a planet that we need to do something about climate change. Yeah. Nah. Like, that's all. And so, like, but, like, Trump pulling out of it basically is, like, him catering to his base of people who support coal. And he wants, like, Trump wants to take our energy sources and, like, go back in time. And... It's just, like, that's where I also, like, I'm, like, how can you deny the science? Like, how can you really deny that climate change, for one, is a very important issue? And, two, that, like, humans, like, contributed to this and exacerbated it every day. But yet there's people who deny that human connection to climate change. And I'm just, like, I don't get that.
1: His reasoning was saying that he didn't think it was fair that countries like China and India can pollute the air way more than we do, but still, like, they don't get penalized for that. And it's like, we're the fucking leader of the free world. Of course we're going to get penalized if we pollute the air. Like, we have to set the fucking example. If we pull out of the Paris Mm -hmm. Agreement, like, China and India are going to think that they can do that, too. And he's like, we're going to lose so many jobs if we stay in this. And it's like, well, you know who's getting the jobs? It's fucking China, because they've already invested billions of dollars. Like, literally since Trump pulled out of the Paris Agreement, China has invested billions of dollars into solar energy, and there's going to be millions of jobs for, ev- for everyone. Like, joke's on you, Trump, because fucking China, who you said is the enemy, is now going to win because of you. So, cool we're all going to move to china i guess actually just kidding i don't want to move to china their air quality is horrible but they're going to have jobs
0: yeah he's just not really thinking about the bigger picture like he's very much like he wants he even said in his campaign that he's like i am not campaigning to be president of the free world i'm campaigning to be president of the united states and his base really enjoys that they yeah, like that. that they want the U S to come first America first make America great again. Like that's the things that really get his base going. And like, you know, that's the only people he cares about because they voted for him. He doesn't even care about about that. No, but like that's who his speeches cater to. He has rallies already. He's a sitting president having campaign rallies.
1: I saw kids wearing "Make America great again, hats in DC
0: and I wanted to punch them.
1: (laughs) It's like, where'd you get that?
0: it's just the reality of our country at the moment, and it's there's always been two sides. It's just right now it feels like there's no way to bridge the two, and like that's scary because there's global implications, and like putting America first in this sense is that you're like he's like shitting on Angela Merkel, he's shitting on the mayor of London for how he responded to. Um, the terrorist attack and he's like taking things out of context. He's really like isolating America in the mm-hmm. global community. And that to me is the scariest thing because that's how we all like that's how peace is maintained. Mm-hmm. I mean you yeah, have good diplomatic relationships with strong countries in the world.
1: Yeah. It has been refreshing to see all the states and governors come out and say, like, we're still going to stick with Mm -hmm. the Paris Agreement. It has brought forward, like, people that do care about climate change, like, people saying that they will still work really hard to do that. And, I mean, I think there's still hope. Honestly, like, if the U.S. isn't on the piece of paper with the Paris Agreement, like, hopefully we can still get enough states together Mm -hmm. to still abide by the— regulations yeah. and all that stuff so
0: and that's what Obama said too he's like just because Trump said we're pulling out of it doesn't mean that each individual person is or American are yeah. like yeah. each like we are very lucky to live in California where like we are very conscious and I'm like I want to be better and I like feel like living here is inspires you to be better but mm. it's like you kind of think of like America collectively and the it's more symbolic than it is really actualized of pulling out of an agreement. Like, it's not like all of America is now like we don't believe in climate change. It's just him saying that just tells the global community, like, fuck you basically. Mm -hmm. Like he's kind of just like, he's shot on NATO too. Like he's really, I don't, I just like, I get really worried when I think about foreign relations and the implications because Terrorists thrive on chaos. And mm-hmm. if they see that the relationships within NATO are deteriorating, they're gonna see opportunities to attack. I like honestly with the UK, like they've it's breaking my heart of how many attacks they've gotten. And I think that like on like Brexit is a huge reason why. Because they it's honestly like divided we fall, united we stand. Like mm-hmm. That is the world. Yeah.
1: Very true. I mean, yeah, Europe. It, we're lucky that we're far away from all of it because it's so scary what's happening over there. You know, long, and like
0: for how long are we going to be far away from it? It could easily. I think about that all the time, like going to concerts, living in San Francisco. It is a like how long is it before these attacks come to the U.S. when because the terrorists. Suspect that there's weakness because there's no allies left. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what they want is for us to live in fear. So we we'll just have mm-hmm. to try not to. It's scary. I don't mean, think about that to not.
0: My life. <laughs> I think about it. It crosses my mind, and then I put it away because I'm like, yeah. I want to enjoy where I'm at. And like, I, it's like they win if they incite fear.
1: Yeah. But I yeah. just
0: think that like, it's you don't have to be fearful, but I think you should be aware.
1: Yeah, smart. Stay woke.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Did I use Um, that right? (laughs) Yeah, you did. It just sounded terrible. Uh, Um, On that note, let's talk about The Bachelorette. (laughs) Well, okay, yeah. Two weeks to catch up on. Because, yeah, a lot going on in politics. I totally sympathize that it's really hard to keep up with everything. Um, A really great way to do it that is quick and about 10 minutes of your day every day. It's just like shameless plug for NPR's um, podcast Up First. It's literally mm-hmm. 10 minutes and they release it every morning and it gives you a snapshot of the news. And it's a great way to stay informed if you don't feel like reading a ton of articles or listening to a ton of podcasts. Besides this one, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually need to try it first. I've been hearing plugs for it on other podcasts that I listen to. So I, I want to try
0: it. That's great. I'm a news junkie, so like I listen to that as well as many other things, but that one is my go-to every morning. Yeah. Cool. Now, Bachelorette time. Rachel is killing, is killing it. Yeah, she's great. She, guys, you want to go? <laughs> nah, go ahead. Okay.
1: Um, so, two weeks ago, we found out that Demario's a fuckboy, and he had a girlfriend or some fling when he went on, decided to go on the show. So we met her. I think her name's like Alexis, Ale- Lexi, I think is her name. Um, but Rachel shot that shit down. She was not having any of that. She was like, I'm going to need you to get the fuck out. And DeMario came back at the end of the episode to like, try to explain himself a little better. And it did not work. Rachel was like, your dreams, are not inside this mansion, so you need to leave. And it was amazing. She's so awesome. I was like, very proud of her for that. Cause I mean, she was curious about what he had to say, but in the end she realized she don't got time for that shit. Um, yeah, dude. Um, we also had some pretty good celebrity appearances on last week's show. Ashton Kutcher, and Mila Kunis came for the group date and they did some sp- weird shit with dolls and a relay race and fucking Waboom is super annoying Ashton Kutcher like clearly hated him and it was pretty funny he's like I'm sorry what did you just do when he did the Waboom thing
0: (laughs) oh yeah that was really great he's like
1: all right then (laughs) weird how they decided to have Ashton Kutcher on the show because apparently someone said he looked like Jared and he does not look like Jared I'm gonna put my foot down there
0: I think okay yeah I'm like Jared must be secretly really good looking in person because I don't fucking see it on tv but I think yeah so he said he started watching because somebody told him he looked like Jared Mm. and then they got hooked on the show but everyone gets hooked once you start watching you really cannot stop yeah (laughs) Um, but um I thought it was funny that like on her group date she she's just so real and I love that she's like talking about just not feeling connections with these guys and she's like so funny wants that like mm. and she's like I'm not getting it and then <laughs> probably because all the guys <laughs> suck I know but no then she had a one on one with Peter
1: dog chela baby
0: gap tooth
1: twins. <laughs> Pretty cute. She was like, So one of my good friends just got in a car accident and he's gonna join yeah. us today if that's okay. And Peter's like, Yeah, sure. Like probably on the inside, going like, What the fuck? Are you kidding no, me? And then her absolutely. dog he's like, comes. Out. Next
0: boyfriend? Like before they opened the door, it was like they glazed over it, but he's like, Is this the ex boyfriend? And then she opened the door and it was her dog.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so cute. And then they like took a plane to Palm Springs and went to this like weird, like Coachella for dogs where like everyone had their dogs and it was by a pool looks like kind of fun kind of weird but they
0: had good connection I like him he's
1: I think he's gonna go far for sure
0: well I loved that at their they had dinner later and they talked about therapy and like Mm -hmm. he was like I like he talked about getting his heart broken and being in relationships that weren't working and then seeking a therapist to like, just talk about it and really hone in on what he wants. And Rachel like had this like great reaction because she's like, are you serious? Like, she's like, same. So like both of them have gone to therapy to like, t- it's like, I just love that because there's nothing wrong with them. But yeah. they see the opportunity to learn more about themselves and learn more about how they can get what they want out of life. And I was just like, hell yeah, ABC. I'm so happy that this is on air. Like, Rachel is doing so much for this franchise. Like, I have so much respect for her in this show. Like, I really hope she finds somebody. Me too.
1: I wonder if she went to therapy to get over her relationship with Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh, my God. I
0: can't <laughs> believe that. Can you well, I love believe that? Broke up with him to go to law school, and I was like, yeah. Hell yeah! I'm like, you might have missed out on an NBA star's career, but like, you're a badass lawyer.
1: I mean, she did get to meet Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was the other celebrity guest on this week's episode, who came to the gymnasium where Demario got the boot, and like, the guys were like shitting their pants, so excited. And he basically but just like sat on the sidelines. Like,
0: you could tell he was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> the the betches articles I haven't read them in a while but I forgot how fucking funny they are like talking about Kareem Abdul Jabbar coming and they're like he definitely waited till there was a black bachelorette to come on the show because he definitely wasn't coming for fucking Nick
0: Vile yeah <laughs> so good so funny
1: but he just like sat on the sidelines chatting with Rachel I thought it was so cute he didn't even really like deal with any of the guys he like gave them a couple words of advice and then sat down. <laughs>
0: Yeah. he's So, anyways, he, so that was last week, and then I don't even remember who went home.
1: Oh, me neither.
0: Unimportant. Oh, they didn't have a rose ceremony. So this week oh, it started yeah, a rose, yeah, yeah, rose yeah. ceremony. So this is what ABC does now is they don't have they don't end on rose ceremonies anymore. And I mean, so this week started with DeMario coming back and getting the boot, and then a rose ceremony where Waboom and creepy um, Blake, Blake dude got – Um, didn't get roses and then they a child childish quarrel (laughs) ensued outside of the mansion during their like um testimonials or whatever the fuck it's called when they're like talking to the camera and crying
1: well first of all can we talk about like waboom telling rachel the story about how blake was standing over her bed (laughs) eating a banana like rachel's reaction was priceless she's like is this a joke or are you serious right now? And he was like, I I mean, Waboom is like pretty much always pretty drunk. I think when he's not doing his stupid Waboom thing, he like actually sounds wasted. He was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like he was standing over my bed, like peeling the banana, like licking it, like slurring his words sounded so ridiculous. And then Blake's reaction when Rachel confronted him about it, he was like, yeah, actually I'm on a ketogenic diet, so I don't eat banana.
0: (laughs) So like, adding fuel to the fire. But the best thing was Rachel was like, did he finish the banana or did he eat the banana or something like that? And I was like,
1: that's the question you ask." I mean, she's probably like, racking her brain trying to figure out like what questions can i ask to stay involved in this conversation because this is literally the stupidest thing i've ever heard i can't believe i'm having this conversation right now yeah
0: i'm (laughs) so happy she got rid of them because like blake also was creepy and weird and like not like he was gonna end up with rachel and then he got pissed at lucas aka waboom Mm -hmm. because he thought that without that drama that he would still be in the running and he'd have yeah right I'm like, you guys were contrived producer drama. Just own it. Yeah.
1: Apparently they like knew each other
0: before or something or like they dated the same chick. They live in the same town. And I think Lu. Lu no, I think Blake lived with Lucas's ex-girlfriend. Like they were roommates and that's Mm -hmm. how, but like, I don't know. Anyways, enough of them. I really hope neither of them go to paradise. They're not. I already looked at the cast. Demario is gonna yeah. be in paradise. Yeah. And, oh. you know who I'm really kind of sad that's still single and hasn't found love is Amanda. Ben D. Oh. No, Amanda can go fuck herself. Ben yeah, what Z was, was her- so cute and cool. He's Desiree season. I think he's no, from he's like Saturday Night Paradise, dude. I I was just like hoping he could like find it in the real world after being on TV on Desiree season and like people saw that he was like a nice human and good looking and has a job and all these all of the above he lives in the bay area so i'm like hi if you want to come up here
1: i am but so nice. actually excited about this cast it's gonna be good i like i'm trying to think of who i can see together maybe taylor and demario they're both pretty annoying
0: yeah but i don't think that like taylor is going to feed demario's ego the way that he like wants it to i feel like i don't know
1: jasmine's also in paradise i don't want to pair them together just because they're black though definitely won't do that <laughs> alexis maybe
0: i was, i just think demario's a fuck boy so i'm like i don't want i don't want the girls that i like to end up with him anyways okay yeah. let's talk about the rest of this week um sorry the one-on-one <laughs> date with anthony weird date but i think he's nice he might be a little boring what do you think yes that was what I thought, and I also was very happy that we finally found his cartoon doppelganger because that was a lot of fun. We had a variety of different cronk, and um, the dude from Atlantis, and then the guy from Moana who looks nothing like him, but that was fun.
1: <laughs> Whoops, that was my bad. I forgot how chubby that guy was, the animated character in Moana. I thought he was, like, buff, like cronk
0: but i was very wrong nah he's huge um yeah so horses on rodeo drive not that into it really funny that the horse pooped in the store really feel bad for whoever had to clean that up yeah um my favorite who i don't think he's gonna win but i just really like him is alex
1: yeah no He, he definitely had a good week this week i like him now too
0: i just think he's so good looking Yeah, the Russian accent
1: throws me off a little bit, but he's super smart.
0: Yes, like, intellectual, deep, good dancer on Ellen. I was, like, really into that, even though his pants were terrible. He
1: was so into it.
0: It's so funny. But, like, you have to be able to, like, it's fucking Ellen. Like, what? Like, let loose. Oh, my God. And then the tickler dude who she's, like, Ellen was so funny. Like, she basically, like, was asking Rachel about the guy's, and she was like, that guy tickled me when he got out of the limo. And Alan's like, I, don't I don't like that.
1: <laughs> and I was like, I like, like he's a bad dancer. I think he was yes. bad at dancing. So
0: like, and then she met him and she tickled him because she's like, first time to do this, and tickles him. And oh then, God. like, when the dancing part is happening, she like whispers to Rachel, she's like, "Tickler guy's a bad dancer." Yeah, <laughs> I love her commentary. <laughs> oh it was so funny but like that kind of that date like they didn't really interact with her at all on the show no, no.
1: I guess, the like, were the funny.
0: never have I ever was fun when they asked who,
1: they asked who um, hadn't thought about having sex with Rachel it's like you're lying
0: yeah totally lying <laughs> and then also I was kind of irritated at how um, Brian was so like camera hoary about oh, like I- kissing her and like I don't know. He just seemed like he wanted attention or he was just nervous and weird, but he seemed like he's like bragging about the kiss. And I don't know. I can see that. That He did
1: get the first kiss.
0: Yeah. And it was very sensual. (laughs) Um, who else was on that date? Peter Peter was on that date. No. No, Dean was on the mud wrestling date. No, he wasn't. No.
1: I don't think he was on it. he was on the group date last week. That's what it was. He had good a lot of airtime. She gave oh, him the group date rose. Yeah.
0: And then yeah, this yeah. week. Oh my god, this week the drama was Eric. Yeah, he's oh god, bleeding had
1: bleeding. serious anger issues. He needs to go.
0: No, I just think he's super insecure.
1: Yeah, he like wanted. He was like crybaby at first, and then like he gets so worked up.
0: Yeah. I just think that he's really insecure. They said, like, he's never been in love before, like, never been in a relationship, and, like... Not this, a good
1: place to try it out for the first time. Yeah,
0: dude. Like, <laughs> I think it's messing with his head, and so he's not... doesn't know how to handle it, and... The, it's, the whole Lee drama, like, that's escalating yeah. into,
1: like, a really scary, like, racial issue. Uh, that's but not going to be good for ABC.
0: It's not good, but I think it's important if it does come up to not shy away from it and to really address it, like like real like it's real life and this is what happens and like there's some times where you say something that you don't think is racist or doesn't you don't think it's offensive and it is and people need to realize that you need it's like almost the platinum rule again of like treat people how they want to be treated not how you like you would want to be treated or how you think that they want to be treated and like really a lesson in empathy of like put yourself in that person's shoes of like the life that they lived being different from you and try to understand that that experience may be different and that a certain word may be triggering. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently recent, uh, or sorry, not recent tweets from Lee from like years ago have surfaced and they're super racist. He has Mm -hmm. like tweets that are out there in the Twitter universe that are like not good. And they're coming up now that like, this argument with Eric has started,
0: which is bad. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds next week. But it's it's a tricky spot for ABC to be in. And, like, I saw also stuff about Lee's Twitter, and apparently it's private now. But mm-hmm. there's Chris Harrison tweeted about it, too, saying, like, they didn't know. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. we didn't know. And I'm like, you vet your people you knew. Can't
1: you like that guy? Looks like a racist. Sorry. Stop.
0: Oh my God, Rosalind, that was terrible. <laughs> Can't Sorry. say something like that. Oh man. Okay, we'll get there. See, people are learning. <laughs> I'm learning. Um, um, let's talk about Fred because that was terrible. Oh gosh. I feel Poor bad Fred. for him, but I'm also like, oh no. Like they
1: how, clearly
0: and like, how I, like. But this is seriously like. Not that I've been in this situation, but I totally have like, un, like I've questioned of like how guys can be so wrong about yeah your feeling the other person. We're like not on like, the same page. He was into the kiss. He thought that it went well, and she was like, nah, bro. But, like, yeah. he, I'm like, can't you tell when you're kissing someone if someone's into it? Like, I really don't understand that. So, I've been in that situation where I'm like, so not into it. But the guy, like, they just don't get it. And I'm like, how, I'm like, there's no chemistry. How do you not feel that?
1: Yeah. They are yeah. thinking with their dicks and just wanted a kiss. I feel like the fact that it was a kiss is like all that mattered to him. And he wanted it for like 20 years. So, he was.
0: That's probably all you could think about. The way he asked her, and then the way he went in for it—it it was like so. Everything was so cringeful. Yeah. Poor guy. It wasn't it meant to be. No. Um. Yeah. And then the mud wrestling group date—I felt <laughs> was super weird at first. Yeah. And then as I was like watching it, I was like, Rachel's there with like her friends. I guess the girls from Nick season are now all her BFFs. Yeah. Does she have yeah, friends? No before friends before this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, like, basically they're just, like, watching these dudes wrestle and they're getting drunk in the corner and, like, laughing. And, like, I it seemed kind of fun, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, God,
1: these dates are so awful. Like, did they pick wrestling because there's a wrestler in the group? He, like, didn't even win
0: the challenge. Super it's, embarrassing. I know. Great. I feel like they did that on purpose because they're like, oh, the wrestler can't win the wrestling challenge. Like, Bryce with the squarest. Face, I've ever seen. He is an elf.
1: No,
0: his jaw is the most angular jaw I have ever fucking seen.
1: Also, his ears are pointed. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally an elf
0: with a square jaw. I don't get it. Um, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm
1: the most athletic guy in the house. I was like, did you seriously yeah. say that? Like, how do you know? How do you know? Well, this was the I guess this was the challenge to find out. So, and all the guys are pretty fucking yoked. Yeah, their abs like how do you have a normal job and have abs like that?
0: That was in the betches recap. I know,
1: I know, I copied it, (laughs) but it's true. Like, how are you a working guy and like I know you're not eating salads every day for lunch. Like, how do you look like this?
0: Some guys do. Like the extent to some women. The extent that some women will, like, diet and go to the gym and, like, do all they can for their body, there are men that will do the same.
1: I did not find one of those guys. (laughs) I'm happy with it. Yeah.
0: Well, because we're
1: (laughs) not those girls. Sometimes I try to be. I don't like to eat carbs at lunch because it makes me tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Learned that in college. Dining room. Dining hall.
0: Yeah. Also degree. Classic. That's what you got your degree for. Cards yep. make me sleepy. <laughs> um. Okay. More TV. House, House of of Cards. cards. New didn't season. know you were into it. Oh, my God. What do you mean? Hello. I thought you didn't like it. Did I you thought, thought you didn't into this.
1: I didn't think you liked, like, the middle seasons. Because they did get boring. I stopped watching season- during season three. I, like, couldn't keep doing it.
0: No, they're not boring at all. They're a, it's it's too man. fucking real. Mm, yeah. I, is this season good? Go
1: yes, yes, yes. Okay. I would highly recommend. I only like, have to finish season three and season four then because I did not watch those ones.
0: This season, I think, is better than, definitely better than season three. With season three, season I can't two is the best. I'm like forgetting when everything happens but it's just very scary like before when the show came out like you're like oh this could be like how things happen in DC and like it's shady and you don't know what's happening and like everyone's just doing things for favors and for lobbyists and for money and all that yeah and now it's about the power Mm. and It is very fucking real and too parallel to reality. And I like, there were moments where I was like, no, what? Fuck. And then I like, just, it's really, it's a mind fuck, but it's also like, there's, it's possible for this to be obviously not as much murder as is happening in the show, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, is like on the other end of the spectrum where it's like, yes, it is. Yes. No, no, no. (laughs) House of cards is a drama, drama, drama. Like it is. Yeah, it's intense, but it's very like it is well worth the watch.
1: All right.
0: Keep that in mind. Um, and then master of none.
1: So good. Yes. just finished the season minutes before we did the podcast. So good. So, so good. So many, just like great episodes of television. Like, singular episodes I was just like that was amazing and then when you put them all together it was like even better props to Aziz he's great he's
0: so great and he's like I just feel like recently with like Master of None season two coming out and then Hasan Minhaj his stand-up on Netflix like there's it's just so like it's very relatable for me as like a second generation Indian growing up in America and like just having them have similar experiences and then talking about them on TV on like to large audiences. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love that. I'm like, it's just shedding light on like the kind of immigrant child experience in the Indian community. Mm-hmm. And like the funny things about it, like the Thanksgiving episode. So where good. It's so good. And it's so funny because like some Indian families don't do Thanksgiving. And like, I just grew up doing Thanksgiving and like, that was like, I don't know. never thought twice about it. I'm like, yeah, we just have Thanksgiving because we're in America. But, like, Mm. some Indian families don't. So, like, he had to go over to his friend's house, and that all became about, like, her coming out to her parents and to her mom and her family and, like, kind of growing up in the black community and coming out as lesbian. I'm forgetting her name. What was her name?
1: Uh, Denise.
0: Uh, Yeah. Dee 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 the way that like she came out to him when they were younger and like you didn't care he was like calling it Lebanese and he's like I think it's pretty cool that you're Lebanese (laughs) I just loved that and it's like it's just really again very authentic and it just feels like he's taking his life and like creating these stories to be relatable to people like me and other kids who are growing up and who like other people like Denise who like maybe don't feel comfortable coming out to their mom or like Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable talking about their culture certain stuff and like that episode about eating pork in front of his parents
1: yeah yeah
0: like those things matter. Like, yeah, you can be yourself and do your thing, but you also want to be respectful of like your parents and their culture. Mm -hmm. So I love the
1: like evolution evolution of of Denise's mom in that episode, episode. like how she, uh, Mm -hmm. she like grew to, I mean, she obviously always loved her daughter, but it took her years to truly accept her her. Understand. Yeah. And at the end, like the aunt, is so funny that actress is so good and she and the mom they're all having a great time at the end it was great i loved it yeah it's just a really and then obviously the romance in the whole season is too fucking adorable like is this real life like watching them together i was like she's just too perfect like
0: <laughs> she's great yeah yeah the italian love interest mm-hmm I know. It's funny. My sister, she said she dropped off the first episode, the one in Italy, because it's like black and white. She thought it was boring. And I'm like, I no, love episode.
1: I loved it, too. That's what hooked me. I was like, wait, you got to find that girl again. But then good thing he didn't, because.
0: Yeah, I realized. Know, I, I just liked him speaking Italian. Hello.
1: I know. I yeah. Bonannote and his little acts like he his Aziz voice speaking yes. Italian is so like it's like nasally but in the cutest yes. way.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I like made him love, made me love him so much more. I'm like, find love for real, Pete. I know. Poor Aziz. I know. No, um, he's happy.
1: Okay.
0: Well, he's successful <laughs> now, so he's in. Yeah. <laughs> um, um well this is a long one, but we covered a lot good. of stuff. Yeah. Good convo for sure. Definitely. We are taking well, it
1: every one week or sometimes two weeks at a time here. Bear with yeah. us. Sometimes we have internet issues. Sometimes we <laughs> have happy hours. Some days we're just really tired. So we'll stay with us and we'll stay with you guys.
0: <laughs> exactly. We'll be around.
1: <laughs> we'll be here.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.
1: Go Warriors!
0: Oh yeah. Well, okay. We didn't get into that. We won't get into that. Okay. <laughs> if they win, if they win tomorrow, then we'll get into it next week. I hope they do. Oh, yeah, we'll get so into good. it next week for real, for actually, because yeah, it'll be over by then. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe.
1: Props. TBD. Okay, I'll let you go. <laughs> good night. Bye. Love you.